This is the K-pop cast, and in this episode, we'll talk about Truck Wars, sparked by a hyphen spicy female dancers and or dancing. V and Jenny dating. <gasps> BTS is Jin being injected by a fan during his military service. Ooh. And the debut of Boys Next Door. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. We also give some hit replays. We talk about the Seraphim and other stuff. My kids jump in here at the end. I loved going deep on the technicalities of how to make choreo suggestive or not. <laughs> that was a fun conversation having to do with in hyphen. Oh, and we also talked about um, AI yeah. generated idols. And how we're Daybok or not on those things. Yeah, we're kind of divided on it. So stay tuned to see who is pro AI and who is against. But one thing we are definitely not divided on is letting idols bang. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I think yeah. Everyone, Hashtag let idols listeners, bang. Listeners. Yeah. Okay. But before we get into those topics, don't forget to join the K pop cast listener fam on Slack. Link to that space in the episode description. And now for our hit replays. I'm Stephanie. And I'm your PD new Michaela. I'm DJ Peter Lowe, and Hit Replays are K-pop songs we think you should totally check out. So kick us off, PD Nim, what is your hit replay? Guys, I'm starting us off with a banger from the hero named Villain himself. My hit replay this week is Villain's Nuku. I, I love how you, you call the hero the villain. Hero named villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that was... his, that's his tagline. He's the hero named villain. Yeah. Oh, oh mm-hmm. okay. Okay, yeah, I see thing. what he did there. Very Got cheeky. It. <laughs> yeah, the hero hero named villain from Sherman Oaks. And he, he grew up in Dubai and like a lot of other places in Seoul. Um, but for those of the people who don't know villain, uh, villain, a.k.a. E. Dan, uh, he originally worked as a producer uh, and before debuting in 2016 under Planetarium Entertainment, people might also know him. And he was part of the, the group PLT, which yes. was this group that kind of formed from this crew that he was part of called Alpha Dick. <laughs> and so a bunch of these. Uh, Wait, called indies- what? Yeah, Alpha Dick. I was going <laughs> to. His crew's name. <laughs> Ask as well. It was this collective of, of Korean, like, indie soloists, and they all came together to form PLT. And wait, 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 wait. Okay, sorry. No, but I, 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 I'm sorry, Michaela, to interrupt you there, but I, I had mm-hmm. to ask, like, what, what is Alpha Dick 2? I think it's self explanatory, Peter. Okay, but it's spelled <laughs> Alpha D I C T. Yes. For the record. Yes, for the record. That's, All right. that's how it's spelled. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Please continue. For the listeners. For the listeners. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. I'm sorry. I, I forget that, it, it, you know, this is an audio medium. We should make sure that people understand. <laughs> but yeah, so he was part of this crew while Alpha Dict. He debuted under Planetarium. And back in 2022, uh, there was this, this IG Live where he was talking about how his contracts were preventing him from releasing new music and he had all of these songs kind of stored up. So we'd been waiting for like five or six years to get any new music from him. So he 
created his own label. And so he's now with this as the pre-release track of his full length album, kicking off like the new phase of his solo career, which I'm so excited for. Woo. I see that the name of his label here is Billion Dollar Entertainment. Yeah, Billion Dollar. <laughs> He's making the most of that name. <laughs> I mean, it's a good name. Like, uh-huh. he was he was the center in PLT for a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I remember his voice being very distinct. And I, I was yes. a fan of PLT. Just anything they dropped was R&B gold. And they, yeah, their vocals were off the hook. So glad to see Villain um, moving forward, experimenting, all of that. Yeah, that's what he uses to describe his sound, like especially with this song, Nugu. Like in his words, it's the best of both worlds. And like it has the the silky R&B top line, but you get like the saucy ratchet, like, you know, sounds. Mm -hmm, Little hip hop flair. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a song you want to twerk to, you know. Yeah, that's exactly it. That was the vibe I was feeling. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling several concurrent like vibes and feelings here. Like I'm reading the lyrics and how he's talking about like, you know, false false prophets and like, you know, these um, logical inconsistencies of the this person Mm -hmm. that he's talking about. But like at the same time, it's like eerie, creepy, degrading, but, you know, twerkable. Yeah, those all go together. Yeah, but like you know, it's this, this like I'm torn between not torn, but like I feel like I could either like twerk or like you know, chill out and vibe at the same time. So mm-hmm. it, it's yeah, exactly. And that that's a that's a great description of especially this music video too, because the visuals of it, you see him just like running through this forest, looking like he's being chased by something, and then he's like just chilling in what looks like a like a cemetery with these like very ominous angel statues. So I'm really curious with these kind of visuals that we're seeing what we're going to get with the the full length album. Something I thought was really interesting about the song is just how low his vocals are against the music and the overall audio mm-hmm. mix. Like it, right, especially especially when they first come in, that contrast is a little unexpected, right? Yeah. Cuz you know the you know if you listen re-listen to it but like um, and that's what I'm telling our listeners. Hey, maybe give it a read and look, listen for this thing. But like, he's, you know, he's recording himself, like, you know, sort of like screaming sort of like shouting mm-hmm. very loudly, but that, that shouting is low and quiet against the, the, the music. So it's right. almost like tr- tr- fighting to be heard against the noise. I feel like, 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 like symbolically, that's but, like he's trying to say something here. From the bottom of the well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. Well, who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get a chance to ask him about it. Oh, yes. Uh, right. Because uh, uh, I was about uh. to ask, like, aren't you going to talk to Villain? <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed, guys. Put okay. out some good vibes for us. Okay. Yes, wish cool. us luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But but Peter, what is your hit replay for this week? Well, you, you already know, Michaela. Um, I was going between several different options. But I yes. chose to go with the Yeehaw Cowboy Agenda, evil origin story. <laughs> Cowboy agenda. Love it. Um, Unforgiven by the Seraphim. Isn't that a 
that Clint Eastwood movie? Or who is it? It's like the it's a, a Western movie. I mean that's that that whole that word's a very like Western vibe, but like the anti-hero. Yes, I was right, Clint Eastwood, 1992. Yeah, I was just looking that up myself. Yeah, you're right. And if you listen to the song by Le Seraphim, they they play all the like I, I I cannot make the sound of my mouth, obviously, but you know, like that, that all the your your cliche Western like high noon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. I tried. I went for it. Oh, Peter, Peter sounded like like a turkey. <laughs> gobble gobble gobble. Uh, this is what you tune in for, right? Um, no, I'm so sorry for that. Anyway, so La Seraphim, if you didn't already know, um, they are a South Korean girl group formed by Source Music uh, under the Hybe Hybe, uh, parent company. The group consists of five members, Sakura, Kim Chae-won. Oh my gosh, I need you guys to help me pronounce this correctly. Uh, Can you guys just say the names for me? Ha-yeon-jin, Kazuha-yeon-jin, and Hong-un-tae. There we go. What they said. So originally they were a six member group, but um, Kim Garam left the group in July of 2022. We talk about it a lot on the show, but mm-hmm. I guess what for bullying allegations, if that's correct. Yeah, Do I have that right? Anyway, so they debuted on May of 2022, a full year ago, with the release of their song Fearless, which was a hit. Yes, it was. Also mired in controversy for maybe being a little too sexually charged for girls their age. But anyway, so this song, Unforgiven, it's a hit replay because I've been watching a lot of groups cover this song. And I've been going to a lot of events where people are giving classes where they're, you know, teaching the choreography for the song. Mm hmm. And just listening to the progression of the song and looking at the choreography, like, I, I gotta say, source music, like Hybe, Hybe Entertainment, like they know what they're doing. Like, you know, I, I just read it off all the scandals and controversies with, you know, what we've seen in the past, but it builds. Like, it's, it's a song that, that's catchy, like, you know, from the, the guitar hook and loop in the beginning, it's a very catchy loop. But what really makes it a hit replay is the post-chorus especially and the choreography in the post-chorus. So it's you've got some really cool hip shaking and, and other uh, cool movements. But when it comes to the oh god, I don't I don't I don't want to sing it. But the the lyrics that they say are "Come to that far away land with my unforgiving girls." That part of the song, um, they all start walking in a chorus line toward the front of the stage or, or toward the camera, holding hands and then raising their hands up while twisting their hips and then raising their, uh, or lowering their hands down. So I, I don't know. It just felt like a really good climax closer to any show or like any sort of like K-pop DJ set. Like, oh, you end with this sort of song for this post-chorus just because of the way it, it progresses to that point. So, and of course the song ends with... um their hands forming crowns mm-hmm. on their head like any good girl crush concept is supposed to do. And um, I think Unforgiven features and or is produced by Niall Rogers, legendary songwriter, producer. Mm-hmm. So that's that's cool. Like 
Harkening back to our Black History Month episode, I think the fact that they, they put Nile Rogers front and center and we're proud of working with him it just shows the companies uh, where their eyes are at. Like they want to break into the U.S. market. I mean, we, we knew that, but their strategy is now like, let's go for the heart of the the tastemaker sounds of the United States music scene. Like this person wrote, we are family and I'm coming out. Like <laughs> songs all of us know. Mm-hmm. So La Seraphim with him, it's like, what? It, it definitely made me raise my eyebrows. Like, oh, okay. They know about him. Okay. Okay. Stephanie, I'm so glad you said that. Because before you hopped on the call, I was like, who, who, who is this like guy? Like, I'm not hearing him in the song. Like, is mm-hmm. this a producer? And yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, he's a producer, Peter. <laughs> it's yeah. like the producer. The so thank you for um, putting me in my place on that one. Oh, no, all good. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why they, they chose to include him as a feature uh, in the title. I, you know, yeah, yeah. We were kind of talking about this on Slack or on Twitter that like, I kind of wish mm, they included his signature sounds a bit more. Like you mm-hmm. can't really listen to the song and be like, oh yeah, that's now Rogers, right? If you didn't know, yeah. right? But he, he mentioned but, in this, this Grammy interview that he was, he, he personally was excited to get into to K-pop because yes. it's a way for, it's a challenge for him as a producer to try that's true. new things. That's true. It is a chance for him to get out of his quote unquote signature sound, which I guess some some fans want, some don't. So K-pop Western, yeehaw, <laughs> evil origin <laughs> villain story. Yes. I love it. I'm going to put it in the line with uh, Tell Me What This Love by Teddy Riley, which is also kind of like hey. K-pop yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put it in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but Stephanie, what is your hit replay for this week? Yeah, so continuing the trend of the, like, bad villain, evil, <laughs> um, my hit replay has actual vampires in it. It's N-Hypen Bite Me. On May 22nd, 2023, it's the hard-hitting, confident title track of their fourth mini-album, Dark Blood, with vampire themes. I love it. Getting Finally getting back to the vampire concept. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and Hypen is a seven-member group that debuted in 2020 through epic, tear-jerking, traumatizing, low-key survival show, Island, uh, featuring Korean and international members. And they're under... B Lift Lab, which is another one of the Hybe Hybe labels. Um, noticing a trend here, <laughs> and reasons why I chose it. So, all right, <laughs> I'm going to be honest that I actually heard about 
controversy about this song before I even heard it at all. And we're going to get... All press is good press, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I heard about it. <laughs> um, I heard about the controversy first, and we're going to dive into that in just a moment. But then when I, I was like, you know, let me go see what all this fuss is about. I was like, dang, this is what I've been wanting from in a hype in. Mm-hmm. The pre-chorus has them like the honestly the pre-chorus sounds like reminiscent of some dark heavy air hip-hop club like freak a leak almost Ooh. like with nikki in front saying come here and get some come over here and bite me i'm like dang magne <laughs> back up right but also i mean i'm into it <laughs> <laughs> and like Besides the pre-chorus, I'm just into Nikki's performance overall. He's the Japanese member. I was really rooting for him on Island or any Japanese member to get into the group. And I heard that he actually um, helped develop the choreography. Hey. With the ladies? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Choreography <laughs> with ladies. I know I was kind of hinting at some controversy, but I'm down to get into it if you are. Yeah, let's just get into it because that... Again, when I first I, I found this organically and, and watching the music video, the first thing I was like, oh, are they acting grown now? Dancing with yes. women? <laughs> Ooh. Like, is yes, this, is this their, their next evolution? Like, they're no longer kids in school. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the school uniforms. So cute. But yes, no more. They have they have grown up and they have emerged as ajumas with tweed and pearl jackets. <laughs> <laughs> They've like skipped over into that phase of life. But anyways, to the controversy, the choreography, yes, features women, <gasps> women doing I, I'll I'll let Peter describe. Someone said tango inspired. I don't really see no, it. No, no, no there, I think they just no have tango. long red dresses on. But that doesn't mean the dance is tango. <laughs> yeah, there, there's as much like. I'm trying to think of an analogy here. Can we get our, that, our, our ballroom um, expert in here to, to set it straight? It, it is like there is no tango relation no. whatsoever. And that other than that, it, it involves a male and a female. Like sometimes facing each other, sometimes touching. And, and I think that's that's where it stops. <laughs> they yeah. Right. Like there's nothing more than that. And uh yeah, yeah. It's connection. like, honestly, it's like the lightest touch of suggestiveness possible. You can tell it's restrained, mm-hmm. right? The Well, wa- watching the performances and the, the music video, while the, while the members are dancing with these women, they're more often than not facing and looking forward at the camera, not right. looking at the women, not no facing No chemistry them. whatsoever. No, yeah, yeah. Cold and vampires, cold. Cold, right. Like they don't want it, whatever. Peter, what is that? What is that move where the guy kind of dips the girl and sh- and displays her backward um, to the audience? Oh, just you a watched dip. it. Right? It's yeah, just, just a dip. A dip. Okay, yeah. right, right. I think that's that's one of the moves that maybe caused some controversy. Like, wow. <laughs> um, but I was I was unfazed, and it seems like I'm not alone in that. There's a huge gap. There's a war now going on between international and Hypen fans and whoever's representing Korean and Hypen fans, fan club named Engine. And it is culminated in hashtag truck war, 
where the Korean fans or whoever, whoever, I don't want to like throw all Korean fans under the bus. Some group of fans with money rented a truck that has like a little billboard on the back that displays a message and they parked it in front of the Belift Lab building saying, and I quote, B-Lift Lab treats fans like fools. It's a company that stands in the way of its artist's success. It's a company that has no will for improvement. It is the hype label with the worst creative sense. Oh, <laughs> I'll be and the official statement released by <laughs> those fans basically says that in hype still a young group, including minors. So it's way too early for suggestive choreography engine demands all choreo involving female dancers be removed from bite me. And if the matter is not corrected, we will respond with additional organized action. Ooh. In response, international engines organized I don't even know how many trucks at this point, four, five. I'm just following on Twitter, mm -hmm. laughing the whole way because there's a Thai truck. There's a truck with an English message supporting the choreography and supporting the group's choice. And I think they might be outnumbering the Korean fans trucks. So this is just wildly entertaining to me. And um, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those like funny instances where you've got like proxy wars mm -hmm. amongst fandom taking place in real life and real physical spaces. You would expect just, this in a drama to take place. Yeah. But I, I think it's just so hilarious. I'm just imagining the streets of Seoul and like all these trucks like yeah. to the same I mean, address. This isn't up a the new road. thing, but it's definitely like the era of truck wars. Like this is probably the first time we've had like so many competing trucks in one area at one time. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one Korean online fan comment said, why would fans pay to watch their idols dancing with women on stage? And I was just like, I would, I would pay more. Yeah. Hello. I mean, I, I'm trying really hard to be open-minded about this. Like, Mm -hmm. Is there something, like, I, I'm sure many international people would say, like, American fans are triggered by, you know, name your sensational thing. Yeah, like, egg, yeah, like, we, we, we don't really like egg that much. Mostly. Unless you're, like, an incel male or, or something, but. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, you know, can we apply that reverse like role shift or reversal in this yeah, case? I mean, um, just, just a few episodes ago, we were talking about minor sexualization in K-pop mm -hmm. and the, the business interests of that. And I think we ultimately came down on the side of if the idols are independently autonomously choosing this expression and to experiment with this stuff, we're we're kind of okay and supportive of that if they're forced into something sexualized that with without consent that's no good so i don't really know nikki said he he made the choreography mm -hmm. i support it yeah. <laughs> yeah so if the idol makes it i think yeah i'd really yeah i i don't care i didn't see it as vulgar I honestly, if I could make changes to the choreo, I would request more hip pelvis movement. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you if you are trying to follow like Latin inspired, mm -hmm. Latin barroom inspired dance choreography, it's it's all about the hips. So yes, yes, and this this you know speaking of and the sexual tension, I I would add. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, just slowing down a little bit to letting us savor a move because the the choreography that came out in the chorus was very hand like extremity finger hand yeah. wrist focused and i thought that was i don't know maybe it's a nod to tiktok and the camera zooming in on those details but i thought it was a missed opportunity to create like full body shapes for the point dance oh yeah that'd be fun yeah yeah when they're talking about bite me and I just, I, I don't even know what the hands are doing when the, they're just well, like, when I was around. watching that, I, I was um, like the, the way the female pits are like two fingers on the neck. I, I saw that as like vampire bite marks. Ooh. Yeah. Thing. But that's, that's like, it's so minor. It's cute. Yeah. I, I, I want something bigger to capture that. Um, I don't know, to match the music, the bass that's going on. I guess I yeah. just want more hips. Like, <laughs> I, I just want more sexual attention. Yeah. Always. <laughs> For this kind of song, you're talking about, yeah. Do, no, do the, just do in the all cases. Have, uh, yes. Okay. That, that too. In every possible case, I, I want more sexual mm-hmm. attention. Do the fans have an issue with the lyrics? Talking about come and get some, come bite me. Hello. Right. And that's the thing. It's like the the a group could have like the most wild out of pocket lyrics, but because they're not dancing with women, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's the parasocial thing message to the fan, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. right. We you're should, telling the um, fan to come and. What does it mean to me, these no fans? Judge, wink, wink. To see, because all right, yeah, I, 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 I want to ask them just like why, why, what does it mean to you? Why is it making you upset? Like why specifically? And get to the bottom of this. Like, is it parasocial that they feel jealous, or is it? like a fantasy broken of some kind of innocence and like, why do they want that out of their mm-hmm. male idols? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's layers here. Yeah. We should really invite a Korean sure. uh, expert yeah. on, I think to talk about it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm wondering if it's also a generational thing mm-hmm. uh, to be sure this premise of you're not allowed to date stems from uh, this notion that you're supposed to be like, you know, in love with the world, your fans, mm. this, you know, you exist, you exist for them. Yeah. Ugh, almost. And terrible. that rather than loving another human being, you're supposed to give that up for the fans. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and because it's almost those like fans a religious connotation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, but again, like disciple just like or a nun. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Potentially. But but also just from a pragmatic business perspective, you're just trying to yeah. capitalize and monetize on that parasocial relationship to the very thirsty girls. Um, mm-hmm. as, when you've got a boy group, right? Like that that seems to be the like the original like Gen One, Gen Two dynamic. But I, I was trying to look into this because there are lots of instances where you've got girls, girl groups, female soloists. I guess doing stuff with boys or being sexualized. I, I'm thinking Hiana, like mm-hmm. oh, troublemaker, wow. I mean, and Don, and uh, like, she's an outlier and she yeah. gets a lot of flack too. Okay, I, I, <laughs> not, I don't okay. think there's a I, yeah. I don't think this is a case of double standard. Honestly, mm-hmm. the girl, the girls get it like they get it as well. Maybe worse. Yeah. Okay. No good yeah. point. 
Um, it's just across the board. We're so restricted. The, the other example I was going to bring up with uh, was Xinhua, their song Venus. Have you guys Xinhua seen this? Venus. Mm. Oh, yeah. Blast from the past. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, is it a generational thing? Because in that music video, at one point, the boys are doing their choreography. And you want to talk about something like gratuitous, like sex appeal or sexiness. Mm. The women are behind the men with their arms clenching Ooh. their chests. Mm. And then the women's hands go down to their crotches. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I think we need a, to share a clip. You know, for science, yeah. scientific yeah, yeah, purposes. Just, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Come, come to our Slack mm-hmm. if you want to see what we're talking about. Yeah. The other example I thought of, I don't know if you guys remember this one, but uh, You Kiss, Kiburijima, right? Quit playing. Oh, yes, yes. It, it reminded me, the second I saw it, it reminded <laughs> me of that, where where the women are just all over them, like sliding Woo! up and down their bodies. Yes, sliding all around, slip and slide. And that was that was the time when June had debuted, and June was like a teenager at the time, but yeah, still yeah. taking part in the choreo. But I think at that time... <sighs> You know, you kiss had been out for a while. Their fandom wasn't as young, and I guess not not as like how is it really the young people the the teenagers don't have the money to do this truck right? I'm betting you it's Ajima fans doing this, but I I don't know. Mm-hmm. We need to research and get it. Is it really the young people who don't want? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I can see it going both sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I mean, not, maybe both sides is the wrong word choice, but I mean, I, I, I can see both young fans and, and old fans both yeah. being judgmental and both not. Hey, yeah, folks in Slack, if you know something we don't, if you've thought about this and um, you have ideas, or, or if you're not in our Slack, yeah, come join and we're going to continue the discussion there. I tweeted this out earlier, but, you know, the thing the thing that I translate from all these trucks is um, please support CART, guys, because uh, <laughs> clearly if we're still having these instances in 2023, we need yeah. to be supporting these co-ed groups who are doing it right. Well, this is this is maybe a hint to why CARD has not uh, hit top popularity numbers. Right. At least in Korea. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and they they talked about this specifically, like with their with their latest comeback, mm. a very very saucy comeback. Like their their what they quote their quote unquote homework. Literally, they translate to is be, they know they have a large fan base internationally, but they don't have a fan base in Korea because of instances like this where yeah. fans would look at a group like Card and be jealous because it's like how Jason puts it, it's like seeing your boyfriend hanging out with a really close female friend and they're like, you see them interacting with each other and that might make you feel jealous. <sighs> like that's how he, he expresses like what he thinks the reason why Korean fans aren't as, as fond of them is. That's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, I, I, I really wish we can get more of the overall like K-pop industrial complex behind, um, you know, mixed gender groups to do something, you know, more dynamic and changing choreographies and, and concepts. But 
Uh, we, we've got card. Right. Icky. Holding so, it down. Yeah. Tell, yeah. Us, tell us about Icky, Peter. <laughs> well, I think there's just something really interesting going on with their song, Icky. So are you, are you guys familiar with Backrooms as a concept? Like, it, it's a thing that I sort of discovered by accident on Instagram before. Ooh. Like, do you... Are you guys I don't familiar? Think so. No, please, please continue. So like, um, hmm, what's the best way to describe it? Did you guys are see you the say, movie? Are you the- saying back rooms or bathrooms? Because both are in the back rooms. music video. For- <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Just tell us oh, what it is. It, well, yeah, they're both related. But so back. Is it something I should not Google? Ooh. Um, it, it is potentially triggering <laughs> in that it, it is very creepy. And that's that, that creepiness is what they're trying to convey. An icky. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why it's called icky because it's like, ooh, this is like kind of feeling, um, which to me is very disconnected from the lyrics mm-hmm. of the music video. But anyway, back rooms, like, have you guys seen, um, what is it? I, I know it was like originally a Japanese movie, but like in the early 2000s, there was the movie The Ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, it was based on this premise of, like, you have to make a copy of this VHS tape, like this old analog (laughs) 80s, 90s technology. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, remember you're watching that video, you know, that in all its, like, grainy, like, 90s, like, VHS camera footage? Yes. So imagine that, except in, like... An endless interior office, or imagine like a a Chuck E. Cheese that's empty, but the lights are on, and you're viewing Ooh. it through the VHS grain of a TV, Ooh. and then something seems off, like oh, okay, like there's no end, like it's endless, or like it's a maze of like empty office rooms, okay. or you see something that is like paranormal like that that's like maybe you're not alone in this you know mm. space so it is i've i've actually seen some pretty good creepy horror stuff mm-hmm. i don't know it, like I, I the way i view it it's like kind of like a theme park ride like riding a roller uh-huh, coaster uh-huh, you know yeah. it's not it something reminds that me I wanna... of those um those jump scare games online mm-hmm. yeah Definitely very much related to that. So you look at Icky and all the backdrops of their music video are capitalized on that concept. And then it's like deliberately, you know, like 3D rendered, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so it's it's not like it's meant to look exactly realistic because that's kind of the creepy part of it. And like you see them like trying to escape or find the exit, but they just, you know, get sucked into another hall or like, like each of the members sort of like epitomize, like I'm stuck in this endlessness. I'm being Mm -hmm. swallowed up by it. So I thought that was just really interesting, really profound for, for K-pop. But I think the other part of it is like, these lyrics, you guys are like very sexually charged. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Especially Big Matthew. Holy, I mean, that was that was all in English, so I could understand every reference. Yeah, <laughs> not so just, like the rest of K-pop. 
just read it off for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, he says, aroma pheromones diffusing all over. Sorry, I'm like watching the, the clip right now. I'm trying to pull it up. Situation might get sticky, icky, icky. Whoa. Got you excited. She said she want more than a tip. <laughs> I ain't talking about guidance. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to improve tipping culture, right? So you didn't say more. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet that was like, BM stands uh, service workers and, you know, their rights to organize. But in the meantime, tip higher than 20%, please. Like, yep, exactly. That's totally what he's talking about. 100%. <laughs> Woo! I mean, they, they literally say, like, the word innuendo in the, 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 I know, the lyrics so, of the song. I know, some of them like, is a little on the nose. Like, the, whole, the whole song is is that. Yeah, yeah. Sticky, icky, icky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, do you have to mention the word pheromones? Like, it just, me, that sounds lame to actually say that. <laughs> it's like an SAT word. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Anyway, oh, wait, 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 really quick before we move on to the next thing, like just overall, like I, I just want to hear the PD Nim Stephanie take on these two items. So like when it comes to and hyphen, like what, what, what do you think the path forward should be? More, more sex, more, <laughs> yes, more <laughs> men and women having sexual attention, free the hips, free the hips. Yeah. yeah, free free the hips, but consent matters. Like, okay, yeah, yeah don't, don't force yeah, it. Right. I said free. Mm-hmm. Don't force the hips. Free the hips. Free, yes, there, there you go. Free, free. An interruption to this episode. I just, by random circumstance, ran into the uh, visual effects artist for Card's music video, Icky. Um, welcome, Miko. Miko, like... What, nice what's the you, best Peter. way to describe you? We were t- discussing earlier, you're a mm-hmm. visual effects artist and student. Um, yep. are, are you in school right now working, uh, studying this craft, this profession? Um, actually, I'm just a business student, but for visual effects, I've been doing it for many years. And also a lot of video work, I've been doing it for half my life as well. Oh, wow. Okay. So is this like a side hustle, I guess, at, at this point? <laughs> or, oh, or, it's, it's basically my full-time job right now. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. So this is your day job and then you're just yep. going to uh, business school on the, on the exactly. side. Okay. Uh, okay. Wow. So, I mean, let, let me just get right to it on the on the card side. So like, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like you've been in this industry a while now doing uh, visual effects for a number of different K-pop music videos. But how, how did this uh, specific opportunity come out about with uh, the Icky music video? Okay, just to just to reclarify, like I'm only like a small part of the visual effects for Icky. So when I came onto this, it was like a, a small request from the executive producer of the mm-hmm. studio called Ambient Soul. I normally work for. Mm-hmm. So it was just out of the blue. They're like, "Oh, can we just help like one or two shots?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Let me just pick this like quick four second shot." And then, boom! I just started working on it, but. Most of it, like 90% of the VFX was handled by another person. His name is Sangwon Park. And he's like, he's literally like top three VFX artists for K-pop music video production. 
Wow. So it was it was great to work with him, but and saw his process. Like the visual effects for this is like super hardcore. There's about 100, like somewhere between 100 to 200 cuts of mm-hmm. VFX, and it's all blue screen, green screen. Like, Just for a sense yeah. of like comparison and scale, you say like a uh, hundred twenty cuts. I think you said like so. Like, how does that compare with like other, I don't know, music, K-pop music videos we're seeing mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three? Is it's that like twice as many or? Okay, like, yeah. Tw- in comparison, like in two thousand twenty three, like visual effects became more and more prominent in Korean music video production. Uh-huh. Because it it lets like these studios go out and get their vision like to bigger and grander ideas, mm-hmm. but in relative to other music videos, this is like three or four times more like shots than normal. Wow. And also to put that into comparison, like the time frame for a Korean music video production, there is only like less than a month to work on it, or even yeah. So it's very, very fast and the work hours are just super insane. So, but yeah, Koreans work very hard. They're very diligent. (laughs) (laughs) And so like you've got these crunch cycles, like perpetual crunch cycles for for K-pop music videos. It sounds like. Yeah, definitely. I think the the visual effects artists in the Korean music video production uh, side, like there's only less than... Like I can count less than 40 in the entire production wow. okay. because I think like the, the amount of workload for one person is like, it's very high to the point where you might not have like a, like a balanced, like lifestyle. So a lot of people just come in and out. Uh, so it's more of like yeah. a gig sort of thing rather than like a, like a, you wouldn't be on retainer, uh, for example, at like, you know, SM entertainment or. Uh, one of the major agencies. Oh no, no, no! Usually the agencies contact the production studio. So there's there's various production studios. Mm-hmm. Like for Card, it was the Ambient Soul. Like, mm-hmm. but Card, like when they're that agency, whoever works with them, they can contact any video production studio. Mm-hmm. It just happens to be that studio was available for that specific time frame to create that music video, or they just like that director in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when when you were so what you were you're you're under Ambient Studio is that right or or you just oh I'm just your connect so basically I'm also just like kind of freelance uh-huh. but the main studio I work from is Ambient Soul mm-hmm. that's the name of the studio oh got it okay Ambient Soul yeah uh, got it but I also like I got recommended to other studios also mm-hmm. like especially Regent Film that one worked on like uh, Nyon pop that yeah, music video yeah, yeah. so i'm working with them on a new project right now but i can't disclose anything oh, i'm sure yeah you know, i don't, don't want to <laughs> get you in trouble yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be one of the craziest korean music videos you'll see yet because oh my gosh we have to have you back for that like for whenever sure. that comes out i want to hear you talk about it for sure because definitely that one i'm i'm kind of like the lead visual effects artist for that one and then that one also got like it almost looks like a hollywood like action movie type with so much like visual effects it looks it doesn't look like a normal korean music video wow yeah wait okay so sorry i i, I want to bring this back to card though like okay, you, this yeah. is a really really good discussion like i, I want to talk to you more about this i think we'll have you on future episodes 
for this, but, for but sure, just for, for the, sure. the sake of this really quick snippet here on card, like, were you given mm-hmm. like a, any sort of like creative brief or a direction and like, how, like how, how much, you know, artistic guidance or, or direction are you given with, with projects like this? Mm-hmm. Oh, basically like when I was on the meeting call and they were just showing me the, the treatment, the treatments, basically the PowerPoint, like references, mm-hmm. everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like they show me like, oh, this whole music video is based on like liminal spaces, like the back rooms and such, yes. you know that. Yeah. So they showed me like this weird warp thing, like on the floor where mm-hmm. things get like kind of like a black hole, but like checkered tile. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to fit this shot into something that looks like this, but I just have to keep the lighting the same as the real environment. Like they made half the set in real life. And then uh-huh. the the rest gets extended in VFX. So I just have to match the lighting. Like in terms of creative, like I think I got like very heavy creative control. The the big difference between the West and also like like Korean music video production is that the, the director has more like power over the actual client. So wait, they can wait, 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 wait. Director in in the West or in, in uh, directors East? in Korea, they have more say on what the final look is than the client. Wow, so that's the best part. So the client, you know how in the West, like a lot of artists, you go like, "Oh, the client says this and that." You got to follow the client, but in uh, Korea, it's like we don't care what the client says. Just like if the director <laughs> says it, we do it. Yeah. And oh plus, my gosh. There's also such a short time frame to do all this work. So there's only one one revision at max, one or two revisions. So wow. whatever is made in the first try is basically what you're going for. But that's also the risk involved. Like if you do a, a really bad job on the first try, you're not gonna you might not work again. Oh, that is so funny because I've seen a lot of um, you know, what I affectionately read affectionately referred to as like wonderful treasure find like wtf uh vfx (laughs) and like you know they get immortalized like for better or worse sometimes they're immortalized because they're so bad or because they're they're good but it's like you know i guess for the client you know the 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 k-pop label like they they had to live with that creative (laughs) yeah exactly for all time (laughs) I know there's like a lot of memes sometimes when like a visual effects goes bad and then people like complain and stuff on Reddit and like, oh, this shot's so ugly. But in reality, like I, I can tell like some shots are like pretty bad. But when I think about it, it's these these artists, they don't have enough time to work on it. They're so tight on time. They don't have enough sleep. And it just the shot just ends up like that. And just time just ran out to even Jeez. put their full energy into it, which yeah. is kind of sad. Yeah. So anyway, for for Icky, were you given? So you mentioned like the the back rooms uh, concept. Like, how how did that factor into like what you were trying to do here? Oh yeah. Basically, you just wanted to keep it like mysterious. Like you know how liminal spaces are. It's like somewhat nostalgic, and then. Yeah. They do want that weirdness where kind of the story is that one girl in the group is controlling all of them. And then all of them each have their own back room and they're stuck in there. They're all playing. She's playing the cards with them. That's kind of how it is. Oh my gosh. You are like blowing my mind right now. I didn't even draw that (laughs) connection. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh, that's the answer. Yeah. She's the puppet master. Okay. 
Yeah, so that's exactly it. But in terms of reference, they didn't give much. They're just like, here, here, look at this floor. You warp into it. The theme is backrooms. Do your best. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Can I, can I ask you, like, did you hear the music at all, like, before you were working on, on this project? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, okay. I... I had it like a month before release. I think uh-huh. any video, music video production, I might have the song like one or two months before release. But wow. during that time frame, like the music sometimes like changes every few moments, like oh, the bet. mastering right. or they want to fix something here and there. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting when you hear the music, but by the by the time the song comes out, you're just tired of it already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As are the idols, I'm sure. Um, but like, you're listening to that uh, something that I felt was like non I don't know something of a mixed metaphor was like the lyrics mm-hmm. are very like sexually <laughs> oh yeah I, I know aggressive. what you mean yeah, yeah. so like how, how did that factor or play at all into, into like what you're doing on the VFX side because it right. just felt like very you know disparate or like you know not disjoint like I'm not complaining. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I liked both the concept and the lyrics, but they just seemed like two very different things. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I know. Like some K-pop like direction, they like they kind of get to that sexual side, and it's just like maybe they're just trying to be different. Like when I listen to it, I'm just like, okay, it is what it is. Yeah, I just fit the CG to that tone, but not like, not like I can make the scene sexual. You know, it's uh-huh. kind of hard. But uh-huh. like when it comes to icky and stuff. Like I did the the logos, the 3D yeah. logos. So when I hear like the word icky, it's like kind of like a sticky and stuff. So I had those like a dripping and also it felt like a very liquidy, slimy. I just went with the, just the general vibe of the music video. Uh-huh. So I think the the sexuality of like the, the song, like it didn't really affect my mind so much. Uh-huh. But like the one thing when I do listen to it and then I see like, what's this? who's this targeted towards like what age group uh-huh. so i try to i try to make sure that i just fit the right that right age group as well and so you were given that direction for this like who who is like the intended like oh, no, know, I, don't know. Oh. I don't i don't know <laughs> or you just can't go <laughs> yeah usually at the beginning of music videos in korea like there's like a number that it's at the top right it uh-huh. might be 12 or 15 that's like right. the minimum age for the viewing uh-huh but i don't know that until like the final edit well, but that that's more of like a legal policy thing, right? Not necessarily yeah. like a, the uh, the marketing strategy. That's just like yeah. what? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Age, I don't know. I don't know like the target, but you can you can just tell by the video and you go like, oh, this might be like just a general like music video, but a bit more uh, sexual. But you were referencing the other material of, um, uh, I'm going to mispronounce the, the member names, but like... Uh, uh, was it Soman? And like, you know, she's, she's the one controlling everyone. Right. But yeah. she opens up in that green goo bath. And then like, you see that green goo, mm-hmm. like cascade into other rooms. Like, I think yeah. it, at one scene, it's in a scene with like big Matthew and in a pool. Like, oh, what, yeah, was yeah, that yeah. something that you were looking at in like, as, as the, um, as you were saying, the other main VFX artist was 
working on this? Were you looking at his material like as you're working on the logo? Is it? Oh yeah, definitely. So okay. I, like, there's like a one cacao group where every, like I can see them like posting like updated files and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was able to just see the progress on it. It's it's pretty crazy. Just like I think it was like two people on it, just working wow. on all these like hundreds of shots. I'm just like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh my gosh. He's like a robot. Like I, I, he doesn't like complain or anything. He's just like very objective. Wow. Yeah. The shots are crazy though. That's okay. Well, and we, we should probably wrap this. Um, we've already kind of gone over the time. But, oh, no worries. <laughs> but, but like, like last call, like, is, is there anything else that like you, you think like is worth noting and just in terms of like the VFX perspective on, uh, on cards, music video. I think for now, like not much say. I just did my I just did my shot, but just stay tuned for other VFX works where I do lead all the VFX. Then I think I can I have much more to say for that. Oh my gosh, yes, we're gonna have you back. We're we're definitely gonna have you back as often as you'll let me claim your time <laughs> to have you back because sure. I, I want to hear you talk more about that and and the other projects you're working on. So that's so cool. Anytime. Well, thank you so much for your time, Miko. Thank you, Peter, for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Last plug. Yeah. Yo, where, where can people follow you in your, in your oh, projects? Oh, okay. Oh, you can follow me on Instagram. My my handle is Emiko, E-M-I-K-O, and zero at the end. Mm-hmm. Emiko zero. And that that's where we'll see the, this cool new project that you're leading. Exactly. You put it there. And sometimes okay. I put some hints on my Instagram story, so you, oh. can, you can see how the progress goes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can see some projects being worked on two months in advance, stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Okay. I hope I'm not getting you in trouble by, let, by letting you share Oh, no that. worries. It's just like a work in progress, but it doesn't reveal anything. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I hope you realize that. that. That means like I'm going to your Instagram profile right now and I'm setting like notifications for like every post or whatever oh it's my called. God. So <laughs> yeah. watch out. <laughs> okay. All oh right. yeah, for sure. All right. I have to let you go. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Sounds good. Thank you, Peter. Yep. Okay. So taking us to unicorns and rainbows. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> peach, and peach blossoms and <laughs> first loves. And first loves. Mm-hmm. Adolescent romance. Petey Nim. Yeah. What's, so, what's your hot issue? So I was on, I was on Netflix this, this weekend, guys. And I, I binged a, a new show called Exo Kitty. Have you, have you heard of this, this show? I did not until you told me that it was going to be your thing like five minutes before we started recording. Mm-hmm. I have only heard of it because of controversy criticism on Twitter from K-pop fans. <laughs> oh, okay. what? Oh, oh, okay. Let's get but, into but, this. Like, no, yes. let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear. No, mm-hmm. go first, Michaela. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the the boilerplate that I created for this show, this isn't like the official thing. It's just like, Hapa girl goes to an international school to find love, but actually finds herself. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> okay. It's, it's All right. very like Netflix YA. I mean, uh-huh. the, the whole series is actually a spinoff from the To All the Boys oh, I Love yeah. Before movie series. Oh, so okay. why, why, why is it a spinoff? Well, oh, sorry, so Kitty is uh, the younger sister of mm. the the main character in the two all the boys. So Got she's it. in those movies, but her she's really just a side character. Yeah. So this is a, a a case where she gets to like have her own story and like go through her own journey, which for her is like because her her mom is is her, her mom uh, had passed away. Mm-hmm. 
her going to Korea is her journey to find a connection to her mom again. But mm-hmm. she's also going to like hook up with her her long distance boyfriend at the same time. <laughs> As one does. Mm-hmm. She's going to find her mom. Never mind. Yeah. And I mean, for this, I, I, I came into this like figuring out like, okay, is this going to feel like a K-drama? Is this going to feel like... You know, like in like the the Netflix YA stuff. And it is a bit of both. It's definitely rooted in, in, you know, that that Netflix YA world as far as like the dialogue. But all of the visuals in it are are these lovely nods to all the tropes that we're used to seeing in K-pop. Really? In K-drama. In K-drama? Yeah. Mm. Okay. I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. And again, when, when the trailer for this first dropped, like... I was sort of worried that we would get like the like this was just going to be like the the Korean version of like Emily in Paris. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that show, Peter? Uh, no, no, I. But I. Okay, I'm, I'm looking it up right now to see if I if it is what I think it is. But yeah, but it's like you, it's an American girl goes to to Paris, doesn't speak the language, doesn't know the culture, and is it and is like you know expecting everybody to like. Not not bend to her, but you know, it's kind of like that that American like exceptionalism. It's like, oh, why doesn't anybody speak English in this country? <laughs> or you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. But I I enjoyed that show. I I have a lot of like notes, but uh-huh. I, I you know it it there's a lot. I was hoping that that show wasn't what this was going to be. And, Wait, but you, but that did that show was the lesson like, yeah, you're not the main character, girl. Like you're you're not. Or or is that Yes, but they figured that out in season two after they got all the hate in season one. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like every high school college girl's like fantasy to like study abroad in Paris and Okay, so I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing yeah, here. So okay. so going into this, you know, it being again also like the first kind of like 50-50 joint Korean and US Netflix production, I was really curious to see like how they were going to to show you know again like the the korea part of it because we have so many other examples of the fat uh, uh, the past of western shows trying to portray korea or like do like a korea mm-hmm. version mm-hmm. of an episode where like mm-hmm. things aren't are very uh like stereotypical and like just like icky <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> icky <laughs> yeah but in in this sense, like again, I I felt like it was there was um, care and there was like a, an understanding of like the culture. Like even the characters are like they they there's like it's like almost fifty percent in Korean. Like Ooh, it's a very oh, wow. natural like interaction with the international students and the Korean students and and the culture. Well, mm. Netflix did invest a lot in um, Korean made. Production, so I think there's probably a lot of connections being made between different producers and stuff. I don't know. Yes, but I, I, I do have my notes though, Stephanie. I know you, you saw a lot of controversy around the. I'm curious what you were seeing specifically. Not huge controversy, um, mainly like Twitter and Reddit. uh, People who are staunch K drama fans, yes, just like criticizing the, mm, the mist faux pas of like not the the writers not truly getting the essence of k-drama and just kind of name dropping things here and there yes that that seems superficial 
Yeah. Also, so many K-pop needle drops. Yeah. Like, I remember people were, because they had released a longer version of of the, the teaser where they had like a, a 17 song. And it was like, oh, cool. There's like a, a K-pop song in this thing. No, there's like several, like to, up to like maybe 10 or 12 K-pop songs in every episode. <laughs> oh, wow. There is so much K-pop in this show. It's crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah. What I what I, I guess the the vibe I get from the critique is that this show is mm, pandering to the imagined American American Version fans of what of it's like to go K-drama. to Korea, which is exactly what Emily in Paris was. Yeah, but yeah. there yeah. there are certain characters that I feel like are are the 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 example of that with that they don't necessarily like. I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to talk about with like. There's there's definitely like, like a few Korea boo jump scares in this show. With, oh, with no, certain yeah, characters. exactly. Yeah, but, the Korea boo stuff. But is it like self aware of that and like being satirical? In in a sense, definitely. Like you, the, mm. you have you have especially like the Korean characters like pointing out, not specifically like calling them Korea boos, but like the it's it's kind of like the subtext of like oh she's one of them. <laughs> Ooh. What yeah. years ago there was a show on Vicky that was like I'm forgetting the name of the series, but it was Drama it like, World. Oh, I think that's it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like oh, a, yeah. A, a girl in America like is suddenly like uh dropped into the world of K dramas. <laughs> because that was a very <laughs> self aware paradising, you know. Oh, here's all the cliches. Can we say something more profound from it? Yeah, but that one that one wasn't good. Okay. <laughs> this is I if anything, the XOKD is definitely much better than than Drama World. Not to say that Drama World mm-hmm. like had some good parts, but I I, I feel like XOKD is like a next step from that. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the um it's easy if if you're if your goal producing a show is to like capitalize on a market of people and their interests that they write about on Twitter and TikTok, then you're going to get something that feels a little disjointed or like it's a... Mm, How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, a little bit. It's, <laughs> it's a collection of stuff pulled from the, the surface um, without, without getting like the real... I guess I said this before, the the essence or the tight, um, like the points of tension and the building up and the subtle things that make us really love K-drama. Like if you just pick the over the top stuff that is mm-hmm. joked about on TikTok and make a show out of that, then yeah, it's, it's miss it's missing the base yeah. layer. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you. I, that's what I'd also say about around a, around a lot of like generative um yes outputs where it's like okay machine learning model you understand uh-huh. what the answer is supposed <laughs> to look like so it does a really good job of convincing you convincingly giving you the bs answer because that's what the answer is supposed to look like based off of the assumed prompt and intent of the prompter without mm-hmm. really knowing you know the expertise of the matter yeah, yeah, there's something like that going on, I think. But I'm I'm intrigued, Michaela, like since you liked it and you are a true K-drama fan, I think mm-hmm. I might have to check it out. Yeah. I I I it's 
it's a definite recommend for me. I'm excited okay. to see what you guys think about it when you see it. So talk to me about it on Slack, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come yeah, on down. Plug for a Slack. Link, link to that in the description. Okay, let, let's let's wrap things up. All right. Yes, so quickly. Dave Buck or not? Um, how are you guys, Dave? So this is a thing where we we kind of go somewhat rapid fire, not really, mm-hmm. but um, we'll we'll name a thing and then we'll just say whether we're Dave Bach, like thumbs up or not, thumbs down or glass half empty on that thing. However, we want to interpret it. Okay. So are you guys Dave Bach or not on girls's re? Colon versus virtual girl group and their music video Cho. I have a question. Peter, what do they mean by virtual? (sighs) (laughs) I don't know if I really want to get into it right now. (laughs) Okay. I I I I think like I want to produce like a whole on episode just talking about that. But like you ever see those like Netflix shows or like Crunchyroll produced shows where uh, they don't have like the human animator budget. And so they <laughs> use the computer animated versions of like what a com- like a computer animated 3D character would look like if it was trying to look 2D hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how there's like, yeah, yeah. like really gross Uncanny Valley between trying to look uh, hand drawn, but mm-hmm. being actually 3D. That's what this looks like. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm a not on it because I feel like we've we've come so far for this to be the step back in the visual department. Oh yeah, I saw this come up on YouTube. I clicked away after two seconds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two seconds. All right. Maybe one and a half. <laughs> all right. Okay. So I guess not. we're all not on that. Not. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are we are we deadlock or not on uh, Cap leaving? Teen Top after he angers fans during a live stream where he's, you know. What was he doing on the live stream? Well, he was like smoking and like cursing and the mm-hmm. fans were like, hey, you shouldn't do that. You know, you guys are going to have a comeback soon. And and they're like, where did you all you guys come from? Did you just like watch that that episode of the variety show? And like now you're here. Like mm-hmm. I've been doing this the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm real... a grown man. Yeah. Yeah. Although even that I would be willing to bet is another character that he's presenting. But but yeah, like, you know, just a reminder, we don't know the the character. The character yeah. isn't a reflection of the real human being. Mm-hmm. I'm I am Daybok on this just because I feel like, you know, again, like he he has his own thing that he's doing. He's a grown man. And if if the 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 new fans that are coming into this, especially coming into this new comeback or are, are Coming with this energy, I feel like he's just he's saving himself from further issues in the future. Yeah, I I totally agree. If he's not like, willing to to, this, to compromise to the fans' wishes, yeah, that's such a like a huge part of the job as an yeah. idol, and he has definitely paid his dues, put in mm-hmm. years of that. And if if this is an expression of him saying like I don't have to take this from y'all anymore, I don't I don't deserve this then yeah, more power to him. He can be free. Yeah, I'm Dave Bach for the reasons you you guys said. Okay, next item. Uh, Stephanie, do you want to maybe yeah, yeah, sure. take it? Yeah. Next item is Seoul's LGBT Festival blocked by Christian concert outside of City Hall, organizers say. So yeah, conservative protesters basically shut down the Pride Festival. This is a huge knot for me. Ugh, what a shame. 
I guess I want to ask, like, will this change or are we heading in one direction? I feel like that- just just like this country, there's a pendulum that swings back and forth. Right. There, there, yeah, there might have been progressive movement and then a swift backlash. We're, we're in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. But not not all around, right? Daddy, daddy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a not, of hey, course. Daddy. Hey, Audrey. Oh. Daddy. Hey, Carson. The kiddos. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we're going to wrap up this recording so we can play with Carson. Okay. All right. All right. So ne- next item. Next item. BTS's Jin was injected with an unauthorized vaccine by a female military nurse who snuck out of her base and snuck in to Jin's compound and claimed to be his assigned nurse giving, Oh, Oh my God. That's so creepy and scary. I'm glad he's okay. Um, but geez, yeah, it's just a wake up call to what the idol, how idols like can't really trust anyone. They can't let their guard down. Yeah, mm-hmm. just everyone's coming from you all the time at all angles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you just, I mean, mostly just wanting to get close to you in this like weird voyeuristic way. But some people do want to hurt idols too. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, I feel like the business model, again, you're trying to monetize yeah. that parasocial relationship and yes. monetize whatever increasingly proximate degree of closeness you get with that idol. Mm -hmm. You charge that much higher of a premium, you know, however X-fold. So it makes fans just exceptionally thirsty because like that's, you know, that's the reward. Because they can't get close to that. Yeah. Yeah. And or ordinarily you have to pay, you know, whatever, right, Mm -hmm. for that. Thousands, yeah. That closeness. And um, to me just seems selfish, you know, for like, businesses to say like, well, this is the model and we're going to capitalize and exploit that. And then the idol just deals with all the emotional trauma mm-hmm. from that. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Okay. So we're all not right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. So moving, moving on to the state of Kwanya section. <laughs> yeah. No more, no more hype. No more hype. Uh, first of all, we have well, for now, for now, Kai. <laughs> <laughs> right. Kai announces his enlistment. Um, and as of recording this, he has enlisted. No, it was so fast. So sudden. Yeah. Kai's rover I for a while was number one, but it's still going to be in the top five. Like K-pop songs, I, I predict for like the least next couple months. Yeah, this is this is a big old nut, especially since he had initially had so many more things planned and EXO was preparing for a comeback. But because of, you know, SM's poor management, he, we, we believe uh, he had to enlist. Yeah, somebody dropped the ball on something. This should not have been a surprise. Even the government came out because SM was like, oh, this is because of some government regulation. And the government and was like, like uh-uh. no, it's not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm getting camp LA flashbacks of them pointing fingers at each other. Whatever. Oh, man. I don't know. So, I, so I, knots I, all around? Not. I, I could say Dave and that he gets it over with. Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess. So, but we could have had we could have had an XO comeback and a Super M comeback this year. We could have had that with him participating. Nothing is worth that. I mm-hmm. don't know. Those two years will go by fast. Oh, I know, but it's so hard right now. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> Military spouses all around. All right, so next up, we've got SM Entertainment announces Lucas's departure from NCT and Wavy. I think this one was... What? I, I'm actually daybook on this. I mean, it, it's it's unfortunate mm-hmm. that he, he's had to leave the group, but the way that SM has handled his departure has felt not as like, oh, Lucas, who was he? Moving on. Like, it, it feels like he's still being supported by the label, just not, no longer connected to this IP that he might, you know, have his, his past issues have might be affecting. Yeah. Yeah. He's it, doing it, his it own feels thing. like, um, some, probably cool, make some a lot closure, more money in China on his own. <laughs> some yeah. resolution on, um, what was up in the air before. So, yeah, I think anyone wants that. I think the worst thing is just being held in like purgatory. Yes. Limbo yes. behind, between in like the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. That is the worst thing. Yeah. Okay. Are you guys Daybok or not? Oh, so I guess we're all Daybok we're on that, still right? still in. Yeah, yeah. Okay, up next. In the Kwangiverse. Um, are you guys Daybok or not on SM's announced plans for Sung Chen and Shotaro's Suntaro. Yeah. Suntaro. Wait, what? Wait. I mean, <laughs> that's just the combination of their two names, their names. Oh. That I, I learned on Twitter. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> So, are, yeah, are you guys excited for the new boy group, new NCT team, and all new girl group? I'll, you know, I saw something like, cor- correct me, Michaela, but one of them, maybe Shotaro commented on Sungchan's Instagram, implying that he was disappointed oh, he or let say, down by yeah. this. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, y'all will be fine, but... Um, like this is a this is a surprise, a shock. It, it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah, that that sucks. That the idols who worked so hard and were under a certain impression of who they were going to be working with, um, they just get the rug pulled out from under them and yeah. get shifted somewhere else. Like that doesn't feel good. Definitely, with we we know it, it feels like for a fact they found out when we found out. Yeah. Like in the same, we have, the we have ones doing video the proof work. of like when the NCTs found out that NCT Hollywood was a thing uh-huh. and it clearly <laughs> looks like they're finding out about it at the same time that we are. So it, it's, it's a very unfortunate, but I, to, to be honest, I'm, I am Daybok for it because I feel like they're going to get the opportunity to shine on their own in whatever new yeah. group they debut in. I, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And so I'm excited for this new Japanese team and the new girl group. Yeah. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel for this. Uh, it's just classic, like, you know, corporate reorg where yeah. like us uh, <laughs> low level workers are the last to find out and we just get shuffled around and, and we have no yeah. say in it. It just feels like that. Just comes with the territory, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Last thing. Shiny's back, guys. 15th anniversary. Woo. Day box all around, back. right? Yes. Hella day box. Mm-hmm. Since Taman has returned, it's so cute watching their little videos of the whole group back together, just like talking wait, wait, to wait, the wait, camera. Y- y- y'all, I want to hear each of you. Can you do your shiny's back whisper? Shiny's back. Shiny's back. Back, back, back. <laughs> okay, good job, you guys. Good job, you guys. Okay, well, I'll take back on that. Uh, yo, we forgot one item of Kwanya. Um, <gasps> Kwanya is being abandoned. <laughs> like, wait, what? Like Lisa Mon is just not doing 
Well, or just oh yeah, that was SM his entertainment. Thing, right? Yeah, like it's just Espa dropped Kwang as a concept. So Nivis, like <laughs> she's just not getting her shot, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, who cares? Honestly, I think it was holding them back. Okay, all right. Next item: Boys Next Door dropped music video for Zika produced single "One and Only." Yeah, Z- so this Zico is the produced. Yeah, I'm I'm not on this mostly just because oh. I I feel like I came into it with all the wrong expectations. Like mm. I was like, oh, it's Zico's group under his label. Like it's probably gonna be like the next Block B, and they're gonna right. come with that like that like snarky like fun yes. hip hop energy. And we get like I, I don't how do how would you describe it? Peter? Yeah, no, like, I honestly was expecting to get a set of like five baby Zikos and I want a refund. Well, I think this is like a case of like, you know, really cool K hip hop rapper producer. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Like, like J pot, like J park. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. finding out that like, actually you can make a lot more money on Aegeo boy groups. (sighs) Yeah. Story of K pop again and again. Because everyone wants to be cool. Like, I, you know, I threw this, like, K-hip-hop party. You were yeah. there, Stephanie. Yeah, I was. I was. And I'd play some K-hip-hop songs, and then everyone was kind of, like, flat for Ashby. It was a sobering and, like, Queen Wasabi experience. And... Yeah. You're just not ready. Not everyone is ready. Yeah. So just another I'll, playing I'll the K-pop songs. I'll hold out for the, the second or third comeback, where, which I'm sure they're going to do a hip-hop dark concept. Right, especially oh, yeah, if Zico is up. producing them. Come mm-hmm. on, he's got he's got like a thousand of those songs. <laughs> yeah, okay. are we Daybuck or not on the boy next door? N- not. not gonna come back in two years, two or three years. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm not as well. By the way, um, oh Stephanie, no, not okay. Yeah. By the way, uh, listeners, I I accidentally said boy next girl um, <laughs> be- earlier before the episode taping. We we're talking about like oh that could be a, like a really good like co-ed. Or drag yep, group. You heard, you heard it drag here first. Name. There's like going to be a drag. K-pop co-ed group. Yeah. Okay. Or, or a drag group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this next item I really love. Um, I guess j Black or not on V and Jenny spotted together in Paris. Allegedly dating. Being boyfriend, girlfriend. Sitting together in a tree. K-A-S-S-I-N-G. Daybuck. Wow. Daybuck, well, they're Daybuck. two of my favorite idols. Yeah, Daybuck, okay, sure. For them being together, yeah, sure, Beautiful I'm Daybuck people. and that. But I think even more Daybuck, or Daybuck, is the response. So when asked about this, uh, Hybe and YG both said, I don't know, because it, because it is an artist's private life. So they, they were not they they were not going to confirm or deny mm-hmm. the dating because frankly they don't care and it's their personal lives. <gasps> that's very new, and to me like that was pretty day to the box because that's progress. Like you know, just a few years ago, like Hyundai, like just imagine you know that was a very different visceral response. Yeah, I think Jenny and Kai news was treated differently. Oh yeah, that too. Jenny and Kai, then it was Jenny and GD. I'm willing to bet Jenny really did date all those boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone sure. wants Jenny. I know. I was joking she's going to move up to Rain next. 
Oh, she's going to steal uh, him. No, thank you. No. Well, <laughs> she's just making her way through the top of their game. K-pop dudes. Um, anyways. Yeah, no, that's, that is progress. I'm happy for it. Um, the, the, the video clip of them holding hands and walking through Paris. It's, it's kind of, cute and funny because you can see their staff their managers like tagging behind them (laughs) (laughs) so it's like an officially sanctioned date and photo op like planned (laughs) love it oh my gosh pr world hey carson okay guys let's come on let's wrap it up next item you wrap it up oh okay are you zibok or not i'm bang chang uh bang bang chan apologizing for his comments about other idols Wait, d- does someone want to read his comments? What what did he say about other idols? In just he in in the initial video, he was just talking on his his live that he he went to a music show and it was kind of oh, yeah. funny how he how he felt that he, you know, the younger idols weren't greeting them as much as, you know, like a passive aggressive to, these, I guess. These yeah, kind of yeah, like it is. It's like, "Oh, they yeah, not, these kids. they don't have to." Whereas, like you know, again, like the 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 culture is like, oh, all the all the rookies, especially, like you have to greet everybody because you don't necessarily know who's like a somebody or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. respect your elders, mm-hmm. the 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 ones who paved the way. <laughs> yeah, and so people people were throwing hate at him and being like, oh, you can't expect, you know, everybody to just like I don't bow to you literally. Uh and and so he apologized and he because you know there was a lot of like speculation as to like which group they were he was talking about specifically oh, especially yeah. if it was like this specific music bank recording that was, I think was out of the country so there's only like so many like younger oh, groups no. that it could be so he he apologized and then said like you know I know my words have meaning and so I'll I'll uh, reflect and <laughs> take my time <laughs> classic <laughs> reflect yeah <laughs> yeah okay. Oh, yeah, wait, so wait did, he, did he say the hello, this is? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Hello, Obviously. this is Bogdan from Stray Kids. Yeah. Standard. That, that, there you go. In this statement. Okay. What were you going to say, Mikhail? I want to move on. But what were you going to say? I think this is just silly. And I'm, I'm I'm not on the whole thing. Like, I don't, first of all, I don't think he needs to apologize. Yeah. I think people were just taking it way too seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to make passive aggressive comments. Yes, okay, Daybuck. All right. Are you guys Daybuck or not on AI covers of K pop songs? So, this is mm. the like the trend of like, hey, imagine if 21 sang Blackpink songs and then like, you know, using uh, AI, generative AI models to emulate their voices over the. Anyway, you get the idea. Like, my, 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 you know, limited understanding of AI and how they're going to affect us in the future. Like, I think this is a Daybuck. Like, I, I personally have loved all the very creative <laughs> like renderings that I've seen people posting. I feel like I almost want to like get into this and maybe I can like finally make that like TVXQ reunion song. Oh. Yeah, you could do it. No, we have the technology. It's possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I am day to the knot. I am. I'm so not. <laughs> That's the <laughs> first day to the knot. <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Wah, wah, uh, but wah. I am so not on this because like, the idols own the intellectual, or excuse me, the companies own the intellectual property of the characters, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, or I don't know, maybe there'll be some like landmark lawsuit case that like sets a precedent. But like, I could see, for example, two any one the names and the likeness of the two any one characters 
being the property of, you know, YG Entertainment in perpetuity. And then YG just going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, have CL doing this, um, you know, 20 years later, rather than real life CL just not collecting any of it. Yeah, right. And, and it's to my understanding, mm-hmm. like, having these kinds of protections is one of the reasons why writers are striking right now in the U.S., mm. right? Uh, I think that has more to, well, sure, maybe some, like, highly derivative, like, generative, I mean, it has more to do with the executives not really understanding generative AI and be like, oh, I'm just going to write, have chat <laughs> GPT write these stories for me. Uh-huh. Which, you know, again, uh-huh. writing for what the answer is supposed to sound like rather than what the answer should right, be. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that only goes so far before you start getting super derivative uh, content. Yeah, I'm kind. I'm I'm basically not on it for the same reasons that when we have an AI generated voice or picture or video or some some AI generated likeness of a person, a human, you're gonna have the I think the the quote unquote advantage, which is what Michaela is talking about, like, oh, this is fun. I I could get to hear something that the artist like doesn't have the capacity to do, but they might otherwise do. And I would like to hear them cover this song. Yeah, but you, you also hear things that the artist would not do. They would not make the choice mm-hmm. to to do those things. And they're being put in this like compromised position. Um on on the upside like to your to your point peter i think we as we as we as human human listeners will we the continue, humans we the humans will be able to continue to hear the difference and be able to tell no i i disagree i i think I, like well so, today okay, maybe it's just the beginning but i can hear the difference oh like, yeah you can hear the difference today today yeah but two, three years from now, I think it's going to be harder. Like we're, we're yeah, improving at that rate is, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You know, like we're, yeah, I'll hold out hope. Cause I, I, I think we could, pro- we could, I mean, to the example of writing a show, for example, or writing comedy, AI can't do that. Writing something that's truly human. Mm. Yeah. But, but the thing is what we're talking about here of like AI covers. Yeah. That's it different. doesn't, you're, you're just taking a script. You're just taking the sheet music, right. And the mm-hmm. lyrics. And then you're just being like, okay, let me emulate this voice. Yeah. It's just emulating a voice. It's not emulating stylistic choices or well, ad libs. You, you, you could or... write that too. You could like, you know, like, like, like you're producing music. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, if you're if you're a producer, if you're a human, you can get in there and and paste in what you think the artist Like in my do. scenario, yeah. I'm going to create a Junsu and a Jeju uh-huh. and put them yeah. with Yuno and Changmin and it'll be a complete TVXQ. Don't yeah. need any others. So you're on ad-lib raps that you make up on yeah. the side, right? Like but that's the thing, that's what I'm saying. Like you you can have that control mm-hmm. over the characters. Yeah. Like like Hatsumi Miku, like she was yeah. the OG, right? For that that sort mm-hmm. of model. Yeah. Um, so I guess we have uh, we also have to call it that. Um, Hybe is bringing its voice AI to K-pop with its latest artist, Midnat. If I'm saying mm-hmm. that correctly, yeah, Midnat. <laughs> yeah, but the the idea with this is that being able to create like uh, songs in multiple languages using this technology, not necessarily like encouraging people to use the technology to make more songs with this artist. 
I don't trust them with this technology. Uh, Pandora's box is already opened. Stephanie. I know. Well, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying there's a chance to reel it back in, but like, Hybe's Hybe's introduction of don't worry it's not an AI artist we're just using it for these very agreeable purposes of you know translating in other languages (laughs) Mm -hmm. um that's not their goal okay so I think we're all not on this yeah okay right you're not on it as well well I mean Michaela could be I I am making that okay go ahead yeah you 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 do you Michaela um all right so next item Mm-hmm. This so, uh, yeah. Shikers or Sykers <laughs> announces <laughs> their official fan club name. Um, have you? I want you guys have any guesses what what it is? Uh-oh. Tricky House. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's Rody. What? Rody is their official fan club name. It means to become the coordinates Y that. Pre- <laughs> that present uh, the road shikers or psychers will walk down in the future lame Wait. very very lame i'm so not on this First <laughs> so, of all, because from like a, a, a u.s english standpoint roadie is like you don't want to be a roadie like a roadie is somebody <laughs> that like follows around carnivals and like things and like is very mm. it's just not a positive word oh i thought it was uh I'm thinking groupie. That that's something different. It's similar. It's kind of like groupie. Yeah. But wait. So this is like a function of X sort of thing. Like yeah, why? Yeah, because the, the Y, the Y in roadie and like the word road, like they are the path that the Y will. <laughs> okay, it doesn't warrant further explanation. <laughs> no. Uh, Boo. <laughs> but I have to Try say, psychers are, are actually kind of blowing up on the K-pop DJ yeah. perspective in terms of like like songs that get requested all the time. Oh, psychers, they're 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 mm-hmm. they're shooting up real fast. It's all the a tinies supporting them. Yep. Okay, so not. Yeah, not. Okay, I okay. I am Daybok on it because it is <laughs> really? so dumb. It's good. <laughs> Got oh. it. I need. That OG nonsensical K-pop mm-hmm. in Gen 4. Gen yeah. 5. So. No, are we Gen 5? Yes, we're Gen 5. Oh, so Is old. It? I'm so old. <laughs> All okay. right, moving Next. on. Are we Daybok or not on 50-50 being on the official Barbie movie soundtrack? Oh, Daybok. 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 Go 50-50. Yeah. Next. Uh, Netflix. Are we debuck or not on Netflix releasing Persona Sully? Uh, I'm assuming this is a documentary about Sully. Like I, I, I yeah, I'm not familiar with the Persona series, but I assume so. Yeah, like a mm-hmm. kind of biopic or looking deeper into her. I, I'm, I'm debuck, but it's gonna be a rough watch. Like this is this is the one where you like you you put you're under the blanket with all of your like pillows and you just you sit through it. Yeah, if you look under the hood on this, like we're not going to find rainbows here. No. Oh, so a little more context. In 2019, Netflix released Persona, a four-part omniverse film series created by four directors starring IU. Oh. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. So wait, what? So the second one was uh, going to be on, on Sully, but it was halted because of, of her passing. Sorry. Wow. Oh my gosh. So hmm. this is working through that footage. 
Mm. Oh, man. I don't know if I'm going to get around to this. I I don't know. I think if you captured it, it's probably worth releasing in some form for posterity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know what's the best way to do it. I'm going to go timidly daybuck. Yeah. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Follow up on Slack for when after we watch it. Okay. Are you guys day black or not on the wiki tree rumor that EXO member uh, Sehun? So how many? Sehun. Sehun. It's so hilariously how bad I pronounce. These you know what, Peter? <laughs> this is our, our our next goal for 2023. We're going to oh. teach Peter how to read Hangul. I I really need to <laughs> yes. do it. I've been DJing K-pop for how long? Anyway, we should make a podcast spinoff for bonus content, like. <laughs> teach uh anyway so yeah. <laughs> uh exo sehun oh <laughs> sehun Se- sehun yes sehun sehun knocking up his girlfriend <gasps> which turned out not to be true oh my god how can you do this to me so I, we're all not on it not <sighs> this is stupid even he called this out he's like guys this is stupid why is this even a story <laughs> Like yeah, there was, not. there was allegedly photos of him and this woman in an OBGYM, which were fake. Ah. Yeah, just another day in K-pop mm-hmm. PR world. Not okay. Are you guys Daybok or not on Lee Chaeyun? Did I say her name right? Yes. Yeah, not, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and her song "Knock." Daybok. Yeah, Daybok. Mm-hmm. Although I, I'm in the easy cat, the very easy category when it comes to the challenge for this song. So I. I don't know if you guys uh, know, but there are four <laughs> versions of her dance Ooh. challenge. So there's there's the easy uh, or the, the regular one, which is the the version of the the choreography in the first chorus. The hard one, which is that that last chorus version where she like goes off. Mm. And then the the easy version is kind of like the chorus one with like a little bit less of the tutting. And then the easy version is just just the knocking hands and then a point at the end. Oh, great. Yeah. I'll start with that. Yeah. I sort of screwed up. I was supposed to play the like the bridge in the final chorus for a random dance recently. I accidentally played the main chorus. But when I played the main chorus where they, you know, you, you walk to the left or the right, I forget. But you're supposed to kind of like travel, you know, mm-hmm. to, to one direction. Like one and a half people did it out of Dang. like a crowd of like a hundred or, or two hundred people. So like I... I love this song. I love the vocal stacking. This was originally my hit replay until yeah. um, Michaela and I were talking about it. We just decided to go. Um, the Seraphim. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's really catchy. I love it. And then whenever I play it, I like to litter it with um, samples of other K-pop idols saying knock. Like um, <laughs> Sana from Twice saying knock knock. So <laughs> I like, yeah. Well, I was thinking, well, when I first was skimming through it, I was thinking backdoor Stray Kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You With should that see that. Iconic so, knocking choreo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually what I did at, at a recent um, random dance game, Stephanie, I played Stray Kids' backdoor in the end with knock, knock. And then oh. I play Lee Chaeyun, knock. Yes. Knock, knock. And then I play. And then Trespass. Twice. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I should have done that. Knock, knock. Yeah, that would have okay, been good. Okay, next one. Add that in next time. Yeah, yeah okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did a bunch of 
K-pop knock songs. Yeah. K and K. Does anyone remember K and K? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That was Amr's hit replay a little while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Key Dragon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So check out Knock and the challenges, especially the one she did with Soyeon, where she makes all of us look silly by doing the hard, hard version of the choreo in like seven inch heels. Not fair. Yeah. Cheryeon from um, Cheyeon from Itzy. She, she does it better than Lee Cheyeon. Oh, that's Cheyeon. Yeah. Yeah. But, like she does yeah. it better than her sister. I would even, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate to say, Ooh, but JYP dance rigor really shone through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee Cheon was rejected from 16, AKA twice <gasps> way back when. But she debuted in IVE. Yeah. And she was, was yeah, one she... of the it girl groups mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. All right. Well, we, we really need to wrap this episode up. So, okay. Uh, that, that's it. Um, let our listeners know where they can find you online. All right. You can find me on Twitter at sparker2. I'm at Michaela JK Pop. I'm at DJ Beautiful. And you can tweet all of us at the K Pop Cast. Same ID on Instagram. Bye, everybody. Yeah.